1: And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by and Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They know when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Friends, Rocket can. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 212 855-212 cbs We welcome in the great Billy Jack who will administer work or shoot In just about 20 minutes, Billy, tell America good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, America.
1: Good to talk to you, Billy Boy, the great Billy Jack, who also reached out and got B.J. Armstrong, who will join us in about 40 minutes. Former NBA player, once a champion, always a champion. Current NBA analyst, current NBA agent. We got a lot to get to with B.J. Armstrong. We opened the show talking about the NBA and what they did. We'll get back to that coming up here in a little bit because I think that so many people want the good old days. I keep asking, were the good old days really the good old days the way that you discuss them? But question got asked to me earlier this week because last week during the show, Earl Thomas got let go of by the Baltimore Ravens or was getting ready to be let go of by the Baltimore Ravens. And people started wringing their hands and rubbing them together like Birdman and thinking that they could go out and they could get a nice Earl Thomas and that he would be able to help out. And I said, hold on for a second here. You got a guy who was let go by a team that intends to win a Super Bowl this year. Before that, they let him walk from a team that's intending to win a Super Bowl every single year. You got two top-end football teams in Seattle and Baltimore had no problem in letting Earl Thomas walk. You want to take that risk? And immediately I thought of the mistake that ended up being one of the best moments I've ever had on this network last year about Antonio Brown. Because there was a show on a Saturday I spent with callers for four hours. They kept getting in. I kept taking them. We got nothing else accomplished. And it was I don't think the Patriots will take Antonio Brown. He is not that type of guy. He is not their type of guy. This is a guy who went out and and recorded his head coach begging him to show up to play and then put that on YouTube. I didn't think Antonio Brown wanted to play football then. I still don't think Antonio Brown really wants to play football now. I think he's done, and I think he's coming to terms with him not wanting to play football and what's his next step in his life. I think that that's the problem that Antonio Brown might be going through. Going through, And Antonio Brown's linked to the Baltimore Ravens as well. And I spent four hours, almost around this time last year, having that conversation. And right as the show ended, they signed Antonio Brown. And it was nothing but for the rest of the day, Patriots fans getting in, say they told me so. And in two weeks, I was reading those tweets on the radio. Because good organizations, they can't handle these guys. They don't want to. When Baltimore, when the story comes out, Bleacher Report reports that Earl Thomas was late to practice earlier last week because he was getting his car washed. This is one of the steps forward. And then when you have another report from veterans saying, hey, he made a business decision against Nick Chubb. Hey, he made a business decision against Derrick Henry. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Veterans are saying this. The veterans want the other guy to be able to play safety. You got yourself a problem. And the Ravens are a team that from the outside in, we want to be that team. And we get angry because they can handle that. They have the culture. They have the strong culture because they have talent in the right spots. They have the right coaches. They have the right front office. But letting go of guys like Earl Thomas is why a team like the Ravens has strong culture. Because you have talent in the right spots where, hey, if Lamar Jackson went out there and acted a fool, we'd have a problem on our hands in Baltimore, would we not? If there's certain other guys in the lead that go out there and act crazy, you're going to have a problem. You certainly do. But a guy like Earl Thomas at 31 years old, did any of you change your predictions for the Baltimore Ravens based on Earl Thomas being let go? I don't think anybody did. Ravens paid him a nice salary until they found a way out of it. These are the teams that we always want to emulate, and we never want to learn from their example. The Patriots made a mistake. They gave $9 million to Antonio Brown. They cut him a few weeks later. And I was doing champion champion's pose that morning, and I was reading those tweets, and I was just one side and the other and just basking in the glow of being right. It was so Fantastic. Because teams like that, we claim that they can handle it, and that's why they can handle it, because they know they don't need those distractions. They know they don't need those problems. You have your quarterback. You have your head coach. You have your support staff with that head coach. You have guys who are leaders in certain positions and what the Ravens have done, and part of the reason why – I, on the outside looking in, am jealous as a sports fan of a team that's a direct competition of that team. Why I'm jealous as a sports fan is that they not only have that culture, they have guys who actually buy into that culture, which is almost impossible to do when you're gaining a paycheck. Before it was Ed Reed and Ray Ray Lewis – It was Ed Reed does this, Ray Lewis does that, and they were going to, as Saturday Night Live said with Keenan Thompson, he will ascend into heaven after they win the Super Bowl. It was hilarious, but there were other guys who took the lead there, and they learned from Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And Ed Reed, hey, he's had problems outside, but he took care of his business in the locker room. When Earl Thomas is not taking care of his business in the locker room when he's late, For his car wash, because of his car wash, when other guys believe he's made a quote-unquote business decision in a playoff game against Derrick Henry, in a regular season game against Nick Chubb, that's going to have a problem within his locker room. If you drag your problems in a locker room, you are not welcome in that locker room. And teams like that can handle it. And the rest of us, we beg Beg for talent. We want talent. We need it, and I was one of those guys. I needed it so badly. I wanted it, and I thought, if you're any sort of a coach, if you're any sort of an organization, you welcome that guy in with open arms, and you make it work. But if they're not going to be about their business in the in the arena, on the field, in the locker room, then you're going to have problems. The Ravens understand that. The Steelers understand that. The Patriots understand that. The Packers, by and large, have understood that. The Seahawks understand; these are teams that understand it, and they get to the postseason every single year. Meanwhile, we pound away on sports talk radio about we need Earl Thomas. My favorite team needs Earl Thomas. Why have we made a play for Earl Thomas? And it's the same old, same old. Is there any surprise at all that Earl Thomas is not talks about Dallas? And that it's a question whether or not Dallas wants Earl Thomas? Yeah, because that's the type of place that gets and goes and gets that guy, and that's the type of place that is always, always going to underachieve. All these other teams, find ways to win. All these other teams, let guys like this go. Dallas can go out and get them. Dallas gets to 8-8. It's the same example every year, and we don't learn. We don't learn. And we claim because these guys go to these teams, we claim that they are better organizations and they can do it. No, they're given their last chance. Earl Thomas was given. His last chance at a real good contender who could take him in, and just like Antonio Brown was given his last chance at a really good contender who would take him in and and let him have the opportunity to make everybody and prove everybody wrong, and still wasn't able to do so. And Earl Thomas still isn't able to do so. And there will be plenty of other guys who are still not able to do so. It's one thing, folks. We gotta, we have to understand if, if we're fans of these other teams, we the teams that have been losing for a while. You could say you want it, but if you refuse to learn from their example, we're not going to get anything out of it. Because there is there's, there is such a thing, or there is no such thing as, as too much talent. You can always have so much talent. You can have more talent than other teams want to deal with, and I'm perfectly for so much talent. But you need the right kind. You need the right people in there. And it's not about being a Boy Scout troop. There are plenty of guys who are playing this league, and they are hard people to deal with. They are hard men to deal with. You don't want to run with, run into them outside of the facility. You don't want to be friends with them. They don't want to be friends with you. They are difficult people. But in the locker room, in the weight room, on the field, that's why they get their contract, they handle their business. There's no such thing as too much talent. You can have more talent than everybody else, but you still have to have the right kind of talent. The Ravens are thick in every single spot. They, they got a couple of thin parts there. But they are able to overcompensate because they have the right type of talent in the right type of places. They have the right coaching in the right places. They have the right system in their place. And these are the teams that consistently, when we say we want their blueprint, we don't really know what that means. We're just playing fantasy football, and we can't believe they let a guy who's a pro bowler like Earl Thomas go. And Why can't we go get a pro bowler like that? I can't believe the Raiders would trade for Antonio Brown and then let him go. He's a pro bowler. He was possibly a Hall of Famer. How could they let that guy go? How could the Patriots pick him up and then let him go? Because there's some guys who ain't worth it, especially after a certain age. 855-2124-CBS coming up in less than a half an hour. I want to get the BJ Armstrong up next. I gotta dedicate some time to this. My boy Billy Jack has been working as hard as he possibly can. It is time for work or shoot. It's next on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We got BJ Armstrong coming up in just over twenty five minutes. Get to some of your calls as soon as we possibly can. worker Shoot coming up. I got an email from Ron Ken. You're in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland. Get your head out of your ass. You've been doing this all week about Earl Thomas and how we don't need Earl Thomas. We need Earl Thomas again. I cannot tell you this enough. If if you can't learn from previous mistakes, especially in Cleveland, Dallas. I threw them in there. I can name you right off the top whether or not your team can support a guy like that. If you're one of the teams begging for that guy, you can't support him. You can't. If you're going to not show up to practice on time because you need a car wash, you might be ready to check out a football. You might be ready to do other things other than professional football, at least at a high level. Earl Thomas got kicked off the Ravens this week. Not one person thinks that the Ravens still can't win a Super Bowl without Earl Thomas. The Browns do need secondary help. The Cowboys need secondary help. I'll throw the Raiders. I'll throw the Jets in there. I'll throw any of them. Do you have any faith that all of a sudden, well, you see, Ken, all he needs is a change of scenery. He was in Baltimore for a year. And do you think when I when I rip off those four names right off the top of my head, Cleveland, Las Vegas, almost said Oakland, the Jets, the Cowboys, do you have any faith that a change of scenery will do it good there? Do you have any faith that Earl Thomas would put any of those teams over the top? It can always change. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, they can go out there and have a good season without Earl Thomas this year. And then maybe they would have the type of culture that could support a guy like that or it would make you think that they could support a guy like that. But the problem is, is that you really don't need a guy like that when you have that type of culture. The Patriots, the Packers, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Seahawks, right off there off the top of your head. Kansas City Chiefs, they do not they don't need to take risks. They move on. They have talent in the right spots. They have coaches in the right spots. They have a support system that puts everybody in the right spots. They have everything you need. And the teams that consistently, the fan bases that consistently call up, we need this guy. Ooh, look how talented he is. Oh, can I know. Yeah, I know he's been in trouble, but, oh man, he can just rip the lid off a of defense. Oh, he can rip the lid off an of offense. He's so good. He's such a ball hawk. Teams are usually five, six, maybe 500 teams. The same old suspects. The same old conversations. These good teams kick these guys to the curb, and here you come in that old beat-ass truck looking to come up and get some of them guys for scrap. 855-2124-CBS. Billy, are we ready? Almost called you Hick. Are we ready, Billy?
2: That's a low blow.
1: Oh, come on. You're both good people. Don't sell yourself short. I'm just kidding. Are you ready? I love heck. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do work or shoot. All right. You know it. Work means fake. Shoot means real. It's like true or false, but it's in reverse, America. All right, Billy, let me have it.
2: Well, I still still will say, Ken, before we start this, that well, I still don't understand the whole meaning of work or shoot.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to show you here coming up here shortly. Go ahead and give me the work or the shoot or give me the question that's either a work or a shoot. All right, so... Or whether or not I will be worked into a shoot.
2: <laughs> well, you're working me into a shoot today, Ken. Thank
1: you. Very good. Very <laughs> All right, good. so
2: let's start in the NBA. Yes. We're getting back to games. Games resume today. And the one that has my eye, even though Damian Lillard won't be playing, is Lakers-Blazers.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Now, didn't you say once that the Blazers actually are your West Coast team, quote-unquote?
1: Always for what it's like a Clyde Drexler thing, and then I just remember I'd be listening to like Rome back in the day when I was a kid, and you would hear people calling in and making fun of the Jail Blazers. And I've always had I've always kind of liked Rasheed Wallace. I've always just kind of liked the Portland Trail Blazers. I don't know why. There's just always been an affinity there, and I'm like, yeah, if I have a West Coast team, they're my West Coast team. So go ahead. What's what's what else is going on, Billy? What's what's the point of that?
2: All right. Well, it it actually has nothing. To, it actually just came to my head. But it, my question is on the Lakers. Do the Lakers? So assuming the Lakers get it done today, they're up three one without Damian Lillard. So you got to assume that they will. Do okay. you, so. Worker shoot. The Lakers will find their way to at least the NBA Finals.
1: Oh, I th- I think that that is an absolute shoot. Yes. Yeah, it's a shoot. The, 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 they got the talent that is needed. That's one thing. I think that this experience, and it's a difficult thing to put basketball in into that spot. So I'm not trying to make it just basketball, basketball, basketball when we're talking about issues like social justice. But those type of things can bring a team together and make a team closer. And LeBron, he, everywhere he goes, remember, with the exception of Dwayne Wade, you really don't play with LeBron. You play for LeBron. And LeBron didn't speak once. And so that means that those guys, they may be closer together. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a hate of LeBron or a resentment of LeBron or anything like that. I think that it could possibly bring the rest of that team together and actually rely on each other instead of waiting for the cues from LeBron James to play. Because it's still a young basketball team with not a lot of postseason experience. They have some, but their second main guy really doesn't have much at all. And so he might need them... To lead in that case, I think that this would make them a tighter organization. From a basketball standpoint, might make them a tighter organization on the floor. This might be better for the Lakers moving forward after they dispatch the, more than likely dispatch the Trailblazers today and then move on. I think that they would be destined for an NBA Finals. Yes, that is a shoot.
2: Work or shoot. All right, I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> See? Now, are you getting it now, boy? Are you bit. getting it now, my son? <laughs> Little, there you st- go. It's
2: still confusing. I mean, it would just be easier if we had a true or a
1: false. Well, you know? uh, yeah, but you know what? I want to make people think. If I wanted it to not be confusing, I would have just called it true or false, and we would have moved on. I wanted it to be confusing. That's why it's called work or shoot. all Don't right, it worked into a shoot now on well, me. Go ahead.
2: Well, that's what I will say, is that your line is work me into a shoot.
1: That's yeah, true. All right, so uh,
2: Giants rookie head coach Joe Judge appeared on Tiki and Tierney yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which which one? Are you talking about the jersey thing? No. Okay, because that's what I was laughing about with the jersey thing, and then there was making the guys run laps. Okay, what are we going to hear about with Joe Judge? Go ahead.
2: Joe Judge said on Tiki and Tyranny that he likes what he's seen from Daniel Jones this year. So just an overall Giants question, Ken. The Giants will finish at least with – What? I'm sorry, Ken. The Giants will win at least nine games this year.
1: (laughs) That is a work. You think so? That is a work. (laughs) Which means that is false, Billy. Oh,
2: see, I thought shoot was true. Wait. No,
1: you said they'll finish with at least nine wins. I say that's a work. That's false. (laughs) They're not going to win nine games this year. The Giants are going to win nine games? They got more guys that are injured there. You know, I, and, again, I'm on one side of that trade with Odell Beckham Jr. We could find out by the end of the year just nobody wins that trade. I didn't see the Giants knocking it down last year. And I'm starting to get this weird feeling. First off, Joe Judge this is about as football guy as football guy gets. We're talking about <laughs> Daniel Jones with his jersey. Hey, let's let him take some shots back there. Uh, hey, he's only the future of our franchise. Let's light him up a few times. Let's get it going. Or making guys run laps like we're in high school football here. He seems to be. Are you? He's either. You know, either, what, you know what, he,
2: what? What? Let me. Let me. Let me revise it. Let me revise all it. All right. All right. Seven. How about seven?
1: Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I There's no push when it comes to work or shoot. I, there, I can say. Did you say they can win seven games or they will?
2: Will. Let's, say, let's set the bar at seven. Oh, that's still a work. Still that's a work. still a wow. work. Yeah, right. that's
1: still a work. Billy, are you a Giants fan? You're trying to get me to say something nice about your Giants? No, I
2: actually like the Jets.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I can't say anything nice about that. either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, hey, if I'm making a prediction, if you were to say work or shoot, can they get five wins, I'd say that's a that's a shoot. They can get five wins. They've addressed their – gosh, they seem to have to address major concerns on their offensive line every year. Tight end has been a bit of a a, a bit of a garbled mess. Saquon Barkley's the best in the business. The defense, it takes time to build with that. When you have a new head coach, that means you have a new bunch of people going in. That means you have a new system going in. It takes three, four, even five years to build the defense in the image of what you want. I still think they're clinging to the past. And Daniel Jones, now, Daniel Jones has a bit of a live arm. I, I think that kid's got some talent, and I can't believe I'm saying that because, boy, I watched him at Duke. I'm going, man, David Cutcliffe being connected to this kid it has got to be the only reason people want to make this guy a first-round pick, and then he ends up being number six overall. But I tell you what, he had some great athleticism, and he has a live arm that kid does. So, hey, I, I love taking, I love ripping Dave Gelteman because it is a very easy thing to do. But he might have picked a good one there. But I, I think that they could struggle, and I don't know if Joe Judge is the right guy to be an NFL head coach. I, I wonder if he's trying to do a Belichick impression. Uh, I'll say five wins. You originally said nine. Then you and I laughed. You originally said seven. I still laughed. So no, I'm sorry. That is a work. That is false. Next.
2: I thought seven was reasonable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's what you thought. That's all right. Well,
2: that's what I. Well, that that's why we do this, Ken. I guess right.
1: That's the way we do it, baby. Go ahead. All right, so
2: getting back to the NBA, the uh, Clippers are up three games to two on the Mavericks. Porzingis is out for the remainder of the series. Now, my question is not will the Mavericks come back, but we've seen amazing things from Luka so far in these playoffs alone. Will Luka Doncic win at least two MVPs within the next— I I think so. Well— all right.
1: what, within the next what? Within I, the next what? Decade? What do you What do you want to say? Yeah, was, sorry. I, I was so I was going to
2: say I was going to say about the next ten, eight to ten years.
1: Uh, I'm going to say that's a shoot. I'm going to as long as he doesn't get seriously injured. Uh, people love that kid, man. Writers love that kid. Everybody loves that kid. That's a shoot. He keeps this up. You look through the first two years. His numbers now. His minutes are are much different. His minutes are much different. But his numbers. Boy, well, his numbers are very nice in comparison to some of the greats of this league. I had an, I had an argument um, earlier this week with Anthony Lima, and he had said that he compared him. He thought that Luka Doncic was better through the first two years of his career than LeBron James. I disagreed. Now, I looked at the, the difference in stats when it comes to minutes per. I think Lucas had 33 minutes per. LeBron had 42 minutes per. And I think that's a huge difference. Now, I know I can't just look at stats, but I thought that that was a huge difference with those guys. And I looked at it more in terms of there's more opportunities to lower your percentages because that's almost a quarter of play. You're going to get more opportunities for misses. He looked at it as more of an opportunity for makes. So it's a glass half-empty or glass half-full scenario. Regardless of whether or not he compares with LeBron James, that's not the issue. I just wanted to highlight people are already making that comparison. And I find Anthony Lyman to be a strong basketball person and someone I trust on the game. For Luca, he has got this edge. He has got this way of digging deep. Remember, he had an MRI before he hit that game winner. This is a kid who plays with something here. I think he will. I think he will have two MVPs within the next decade. I think that is a definite shoot. Good question, Billy. Next.
2: I actually happen to agree with you. I think, I think Luca's phenomenal.
1: Mm -hmm. and he's
2: he's 21 he's only getting better ken
1: Uh, as long as and you say this with everybody as long as there's not a serious injury to his legs well yeah that requires like a year off and then you're like well i don't know like in a derrick rose scenario boy i think the sky's the limit for that guy i think the sky's the limit for him a lot of basketball people love him they just adore that guy and again to find a way where your your ankle was seriously that messed up, where you needed an MRI, and then to go out the next night and play and win that game for your team, that's stones. Guys usually have to develop into that. That's stones. I cannot speak about that enough. That is a huge, huge pickup as a leader for that basketball team, for Luka Doncic. I think he can do it twice, yes. Continue.
2: All right, all right, all right. Well, and and also think about uh he should have won number 1. But anyway, anyway, let's that's uh true. let's uh let's talk about baseball for a little bit here, Ken. All right. All right. So, we've seen and this has to do with a lot of uh you know, we've seen a lot of uh positive COVID results with the Marlins and games being postponed, et cetera. So, uh work or shoot, Ken. Baseball screwed up and they should have been in a bubble like everybody else. Oh.
1: I think that's a work, Billy.
2: You don't think so? <laughs>
1: Billy said on air. He's like, "Oh, I messed up." Uh, no, no, Billy, no, I didn't. I,
2: no, see, the music, the music ended.
1: <laughs> Billy, we're good, baby, we're good. I think that's actually a work. I, uh, I think what baseball is actually proving here is if if people are responsible, if adults, you know, it's such a foreign concept. We're asking us adults to be responsible adults. I know it's such a difficult thing to do. If if adults are responsible adults, you can do this. You do not have to have a bubble. Because I'll tell you what, you want NBA basketball, I don't think they're going to try to do a bubble again. I mean, they may want to do a bubble, but I don't think those players want anything to do with a bubble again. I think some of those guys, you heard Paul George talk about how he's battled depression in that bubble, and I'm sure he's not the only guy. There's guys who have to hate it in there and do not want anything to do with that. What Major League Baseball, I think, is proving to you, where the Marlins went out, and where did they go? They went to a gentleman's club. The Cardinals went out gambling. If you are a responsible adult, that's what we ask you to be, a professional, then you can do this and you can do it responsibly. And you can conduct a season. So I know the NBA might have showed people how to conduct a bubble. And the NHL might have showed people how to conduct a the bubble. There is a lesson to be learned from Major League Baseball. I say work. Final one, if you got a final one, because we got to get the BJ soon. Go ahead.
2: I do got a final one real quick. And actually, Go ahead. And actually, you touched upon it, Ken. Uh, <laughs> is there any conceivable way that the NBA, if needed, would possibly be able to play uh, a shorter version of next season in a bubble?
1: I Well, again, I still say that's a shoot. I, I think that those those players do not want it and I keep bringing up Major League Baseball. I'll I'll take the good from Major League Baseball instead of the bad, and that's a hard thing to do. That is a hard thing to do. I say see if you can find a way to play in arenas. I don't know if you can have fans in those arenas yet. Things may be very different in December. We have the rapid testing. I know they're working on things at Oxford right now. Things could be different in December, but let's just assume things are the way they are right now. It's going to be difficult, but I think that they'd rather just play the way they are, go home, and task each other with being responsible. That could turn into an absolute mess, but task each other with actually adults being responsible adults. Again, I know it's such a foreign concept, but. That's what you have to ask you guys. You can't have them in a bubble constantly, and that is work or shoot. Billy did a wonderful job. You're so nervous during that. Could
2: say well. Here, here's why. Here's why. Can oh, I be no, truthful no. with you, Ken?
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, ahead. Fine. Be- Because Fine.
2: Fine. with everything that's went on this past week, it's been. It was a little difficult to find work or shoot
1: questions. You know what? I can understand that, but I thought your questions were great, well, and I love that segment of workers' Shoot.
2: I thought it was very good, too, considering the circumstances.
1: Coming up in the 1 well, let's just kiss each other's ass for a little bit longer, shall we? Coming up <laughs> in the 1 o'clock hour, Eastern time anyway, 10 a.m. Pacific, what NFL teams have the most and least approved during the 2020-2021 season? But right now, we got B.J. Armstrong getting ready to join us. We'll talk to him about what went on this week in the NBA – the conversation about social justice. He's an agent with all the bubble and all the pushing away could do to the free agent scene coming up for 2020. And, yeah, whether or not they would like to play in a bubble, getting ready for the 2020-2021 season. That coming up with B.J. Armstrong next. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855 2124 Send those tweets at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Also remember, that toll-free line, it's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Geico, they just make it simpler for everybody involved. They're, they're just fantastic folks. You can get an extra 15% off already what you currently get with the fine folks at Geico. It's just better than anything else. Visit Geico.com and make sure you're able to learn more. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll go over the NFL teams that have the most and least approved in the 2020 season. Also, These NFL coaches, I think they might deserve more credit than ever before. And there's folks who want to go back to the good old days, and I still say, that's warped and i wouldn't know why but joining us right now on the show because it's been a big week in the nba i think it's been a watershed moment in the nba bj armstrong joins us on the show he's the co-host of the pushing through podcast but he does so much more he's an analyst he's been an agent he's a three-time nba champ and there's no former to that because once you're a champ you're always a champ bj armstrong joins us on the show right now bj thanks for joining us my friend
0: oh thank you for having me i really appreciate it and uh Hope you guys are staying safe and and uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier, yeah, there's a there's a lot of things going on and and uh, but as like as life goes, you know, we'll get through it.
1: BJ, I, I have a pointed question to ask you right from the very get go because I, I I think about this when these things happen. I try to look at it as down the line and and not on either side as much as I can before I make a decision, and I look at this quite literally. On the left of me, I have a black man. On the right of me, I have a police officer, literally, in my neighborhood. That's where they live. And both of those guys leave every day wondering if they're going to come home. How do I understand, try to understand what either side's going through without shouting at people on the Internet or without turning it into a war face-to-face screaming at each other?
0: Well I, I think uh we're so heavily influenced by media and social media in particular and, and things that are around us that we don't take time to, you know, really get to the core of the issue which is to listen and listen case by case, right? So understanding understanding the diversity within the black culture, understanding, you know, that everyone has a story and not just trying to generalize and say Every person experiences the same thing. So I think the, 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 the core or the best thing that anyone can do is listen and take the time to listen, to understand each perspective, each other's story, each other's concerns, and be able to, you know, we have this thing to communicate and over-talk. And, and when I say over, we, we talk over one another without actually taking the time to listen and seeing and hearing each other for what, they have to share and what they bring and what they can express and what they can share. So um, I, I think this is a, this is a moment where, you know what, there's a lot of things that are happening. There's a lot of things we're trying to understand. There's a lot of things that, you know, we see in the world. We've, we we've seen for quite some time in particular people of color. And now it's a time for people to have an opportunity to reflect but more importantly, You know, not just talk about it. Now it's time to do something. And then taking the next step, which is probably the most important step, how are we going to execute so that we can solve this problem that has been here for 400-plus years? But more importantly, how do we move forward so it can't rear its head up again, you know, 15, 20, 30 years from now? Because, you know, frankly, I mean, we've been having the same discussion for quite some time, and so far, you know, we haven't been able to resolve it.
1: Bj Armstrong joining us on the show. I think the days to stick to sports are are, are dead. I, I I don't think that this is changing anytime soon, and and it's probably for the better because, I flat out, Bj, I, this has been going on my entire life. It's going on. It's been going on your entire life, and and outrage and protest has been going on well before you and I were born. And we don't tend to listen to anonymous people who just are everyday people. We do listen to people who are are very public, and NBA players are very public. What do you think they get accomplished out of all this? What does the NBA accomplish out of all this, BJ? Well,
0: you, you know we're at a, a, a you know a, a place where um, you know we're celebrities and athletes, and they have these platforms, and we've somehow, some way, have said you know in this society that you know they're you know celebrities platform means more than the everyday people. And, um, you know, as as an ex-player, I've never bought into that. I was the same person before I got to the NBA. I was the same person after the NBA. And I will continue to be that, you know, just everyday people. And behind those uniforms that we've come to admire, in which many of these athletes have incredible, incredible gifts, but we all have a gift. Of some sort but behind those uniforms are people and the one continued mistake that I saw as an ex-athlete and I continue to see is that you know what behind all of the things that you achieve in that profession is life and life will continue to have problems and you have to be able to deal with it so The human element, the human condition has been one thing that I've always been aware of, even my time as an ex-athlete, my time as an executive, now as an agent. I've always understood that, you know, life is going to go on with or without you, and you have to deal with it on life's terms. So, yes, we look at the, the athletic portion of it. We look at, you know, people's accomplishments and, you know, economically what they've been able to do and whatever it is you admire, but behind that, you know, there's life, and you have to deal with it. So, and I've always, always, and I think we will continue to learn this lesson, that it's everyday people, and you have to deal with that. And life is going, it's not going to miss anyone, right? It's the great equalizer, and you have to be able to deal with that, so here we are
1: b j Armstrong joining us on the show, moving forward. It was probably the best move for everybody. It seemed like some people could get some things off their chest, uh share their experience, get some frustrations off their chest you know that that environment. I heard Paul George speak about it earlier this week where he said that he was very upset uh while being in the bubble. A couple of other guys were very upset about being in the bubble just because over time they felt like they were more depressed over that. moving forward now. As we as we restart the playoffs later on this aft this afternoon, what do you think goes through these guys' heads? Because now it's okay, we're here for a reason. We're here to finish this off. And you even look like tonight, where the Thunder and Rockets they're in a two two series. I mean, they're in a real dogfight. These two teams.
0: Well, you, you know, uh, you know the conditions in which these athletes are playing today is, you know, I, I can't imagine, and I, I don't even feel you know, like I have the right to even comment on it. Why? Because I've never played in a bubble. I've never played in the conditions that these young men are playing under, right? COVID-19, all the social unrest and all the things that are happening around them. However, you know, they're, they have a job to do and they, I think they understand that. And, you know, if the, if the person isn't developed, then the player can't develop and vice versa. So, what you're seeing now play itself out for the first time in my humble opinion is that you're seeing how these athletes, these people behind these uniforms have to deal with things that for the most part, you don't have to see, right? Because of the support system that many of these athletes have when they are living in the privacy of their own homes or their own environment. Now everyone is kind of thrust and taken out of their normal routine. And to me, this is just, part of the equation. I think this is to be expected when you take people and you put them in an environment and they don't have the same support staff that they would normally have. Their lives, all of our lives have been disrupted. And if we look around, everyone is dealing with whatever they're dealing with the best they can. So I think we're just seeing this and we're seeing it and it's been magnified because of, you know, what we're seeing, how it's playing itself out. Through media and social channels and what have you, but if you look around, we're all dealing with whatever we're dealing with, and this COVID nineteen and everything that's going on has been very disruptive. So there's a lot of stress, not only just in that environment, but all around the world, and uh, and everyone is dealing with it on its as best they can, and we'll continue to deal with it. and And, and the great thing is about about this is that we'll have to deal with it together if we're going to come through this. So. You know what? It's uh, it's an obstacle that's out here in front of us, and we're going to have to figure out how to do it. But one thing we can say is that we're going to have to do this one together.
1: B.J. Armstrong, co-host of the Pushing Through podcast, three-time NBA champ joining us on the show. All right, looking forward to the game tonight with the Lakers, probably going to dispatch the Trailblazers without any Dame Lillard. Is this what's going to catapult them This after this game? Or are they just going right to the NBA Finals, the Lakers are, or could there be any hiccups in front of them?
0: Well, I, I think there's going to be a lot of hiccups. And, uh, you know, I, I said it before, um, you know, this, you know, ex- what, before basketball started down in the bubble, I think someone's going to win because of – it's such an unusual set of circumstances in which we're playing that we're not even predicting that's going to win. I just think this is this isn't the traditional way of an observing or watching playoff basketball and um because you you I mean, you know, I I can't recall where, you know, there's been a stoppage of play like this and I can't recall, you know, how teams only had two or three weeks to actually get themselves ready to play, and you have eight games before the playoffs begin, so forth and so on. You know, I don't – basically, they're playing on neutral courts, So the familiarity that we normally watch the games and what we've come accustomed to, I don't think applies to this situation. So, yes, you know, the Lakers, you know, they look like they should beat the – The Portland Trail Blazers, but I would not be shocked if the Portland Trail Blazers won this game. (laughs) I would not be shocked. (laughs) And we'll see what happens.
2: I couldn't say
1: it would be either. I think anything is possible right now. All right, real quick like 30 seconds. Is Luka Luka Doncic going to be an MVP someday?
0: Without question. Without question. He will be just because of the way his game fits the way the game is played today he can score he can shoot he can pass he can finish he's got size he without question he'll be in he'll be in the mvp category for the next 10 years
1: bj i love it bj thank you very much for the call or thank you very much for the time and of course i'll be listening to the podcast buddy all the best
0: thank you my friend you guys stay safe
1: you too bj armstrong three-time nba champ analyst agent co-host the pushing through podcast he's fantastic follow him on twitter at bj armstrong I meant to ask him, I should have asked him that question that I know is going to be brought up tomorrow morning at around 10 or sometime between 10 and 2 tomorrow morning east, is whether or not Luka Doncic is comparable to LeBron James at the same age of 21 years old. I think LeBron was asked to do more, but from what I'm seeing here, with Luka playing with a bum ankle, still able to hit game winners, still down in this series, but you're playing against hardened NBA veterans that's a big, big moment for that guy. Big moment coming up in just over twenty minutes. The NFL teams that have the most and least approved in twenty twenty, and for all you guys to say you're done with the NBA, I don't believe you. And I'll tell you why next. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?